I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so happy that Shannon Jay has been nominated for a Game Changer Award. Susan nominated him, and he's joining us today to talk more about the amazing work he's doing and the animals that he's rescuing. And we're getting a moment to connect with Shannon live and in person. So thank you so much for joining me, and congratulations on your Game Changer Award, Shannon. Uh, thank you, Dr. Becker. It's a privilege to be on your show this morning. So, Shannon, for our listeners, readers, or viewers that aren't familiar with the amazing work that you're doing, will you back up and walk us through how you started rescuing animals? How, how did you probably, um, I don't want to say you maybe didn't set out to do this, but you, like so many people that end up finding their passion in rescue, you there's a story, there's a good story behind why you do what you do. Okay, well, firstly, I'm a, a retired police officer. I spent over three decades of my decades of my life as a law enforcement officer and retired about two years ago. Uh, and during that time, about, about six years ago, I lost one of my indoor only cats. And look, we lost him. He got out of the house and it was quite a learning experience over the 13 days and nights of living hell to get him back. And I learned a lot during that process. And some about a year later, I live in Northern California where at the time in uh, November 2017, uh, at the time was the most destructive wildfire in California history, came through my community. And I had learned a pretty good amount of information um, in my <clears throat> trials of trying to find and rescue my own cat over that two-week period. Gosh. And when that fire came through, it, uh, it, it destroyed about 6,000 homes in my community. It was the biggest fire in California history. And I knew there were going to be hundreds and thousands of displaced, injured, and lost uh, felines, cats. And I told my girlfriend, Heather, at the time that uh, we have to uh, we have to get involved in this. And I was on light duty from a medical uh, procedure earlier. Of course, that's going to fall down. And uh, oh, should I fix that right now? You're, you're actually, you're, you're remarkably not backlit. I can still see your face beautifully. So we're okay. okay. All right. So uh, I jumped in on that fire, which was called the Tubbs Fire of Sonoma County, 2017, and spent about 800 hours of boots on the ground work inside that burn zone, burn zone searching for and rescuing what I called fire cats. Mm. And I uh, actually was contacted by a documentary filmmaker during the aftermath of that fire in my work and, and uh, the, the fire cats documentary film was born. Wow. And uh, in post-production, when about a year after the Tubbs fire, the mother of all wildfires and probably United States history tore through a Sierra Nevada mountain town. It was called the campfire and it happened in paradise, California. And I deployed into that fire five days later and would spend over a thousand hours in that fire rescuing displaced, lost and injured family felines. And since then uh, have spent, about 4,000 hours of my life inside wildfire burn zones and an additional 2,000 hours uh, looking for and searching for lost displaced felines that were not fire related. Gosh, gosh. <clears throat> so when you think back, Shannon, on out of you trying to find your own cat and then helping thousands of other people, 
reconnect with their cats and then just trying to save the animals around you. Have you been able to elicit a crew of volunteers to help you? Are, are, are you now, is this a growing uh, awareness campaign because you are an amazing human doing amazing things, but you are an N of one. Are, are you, have you been able to gather a tribe of people around you that are helping you in this incredible mission? Uh, yeah. Um, in the aftermath of, of the first big fire uh, and then subsequent other wildfire deployments in the Western United States, I was tasked and requested to put on, well, I'm not sure we call it a seminar or some sort of uh, learning uh, lecture and, and demonstrations on what it is that I have done and how I go about rescuing these lost displaced cats and then fire cats in particular. And since then have uh, provided that two and two to two and a half hour presentation to hundreds of people in online to teach them how to do what I do. Because I, I like, as you mentioned, I'm just one person and I really not, uh, I've sort of always been a lone wolf when it comes to this kind of work. And I uh, have worked with other other groups over the years during some of the big fires, Alley Cat Allies out of New York City and some other groups. But um, again, trying to to me, it's not it's important that knowledge should be shared. And when it comes to saving these animals lives, I have no secrets. I will I will uh, help people um, try to figure this out anytime, any place. I get contacted several times a week regarding lost and displaced felines on my um, Facebook page. And uh and help people wherever I can because uh, knowledge is power and saving lives is everything. Gosh. So, so Shanna, when it comes to the, when it comes to wildfires where you've got animals, not just lost and displaced, but mass uh, life-threatening injuries, massive need for veterinary care. Did you have veterinarians step in and, and help you? How, how talk to me a little bit about once you were able to identify this need, where did these animals go after you rescued them? Well, I can tell you from a much grander, a much broader uh, uh, response came from the, the famous Paradise Fire. And then on the scale and scope of that fire was, is, it's indescribable. In that, in that fire, 15,000 homes were burned to the ground, an entire city wiped off the map, um, approximately 85 human souls lost. and thousands and thousands of injured, burned, displaced animals. Uh, and of course I focused on the felines, but one of the, one of the finest uh, <clears throat> veterinary schools slash hospitals in the nation is UC Davis, which happened to be about two hours drive to the South. And though I didn't have a lot of direct contact with UC Davis regarding their burn patients, they took on the brunt. Uh, as long as, as along with regional uh, veterinary centers, because I was there on day five and we were pulling burn patients out all day, every day. And it was quite a interesting genesis, uh, evolution, I should say, regarding <clears throat> animal burn care, because a lot of hospitals and um, vet schools, you know, uh, what whatnot, they don't a burned animal is not very common unless you correct me. I just, a, a burned patient, well, a burned patient's not common. Well, UC Davis uh, experimented and provided cutting edge treatment and really thought outside the box uh, as far as burn patient uh, care, wound healing, pain management throughout the course of 
the whole six, eight months that I was on site there, it was quite amazing to hear some of the stories of the magic they worked um, having this, you know, sort of a proving ground on an in the learning curve because they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of burn patients along with the other hospitals. Gosh. And uh, they all collaborated to help each other. You know, the tilapia fish skin grafts, fentanyl, um, micro dosing for the burn patients and all that sort of stuff. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. I, uh, I, I have written about UC Davis's amazing use of fish skin and other, I mean, they've had to kind of come up with a, not just, protocols that were highly effective, but also quickly and then scale the mass up to be able to provide thousands of, of, of protocols to acute patients. And they just did an amazing job. You being one of those blessed souls that went in and literally lifting animals out of the flames. Um, it has, it's this whole series of people doing everything they can within their sphere, you being that person on the ground physically saving cats and then hospitals doing their jobs. It, it's really a, it's really communities coming together on all fronts to help save these animals. So Shannon, when you think back about, about this um, career number two, after already serving uh, uh, for 30 years in terms of law enforcement, uh, you have a brand new passion and career. When, uh, when you think about your work identifying lost, homeless, displaced cats, what, what fills your heart the most? What do you love most about this work that you're doing? Well, when it... Uh the vast majority of the work that I've done over these years related directly to wildfires. And over those years, I have uh, rescued hundreds of fire cats and brought them, many of them back to their families. Now, these are families. For those of us who have never lost everything but the clothes on our back, these families are devastated. They, they uh, have nothing. They're swimming in seas of darkness emotionally. And the idea that they believe that a beloved member of their family, a family feline, was lost to that fire, and you bring that animal back home to those families, you that cat becomes, that feline becomes a beacon of hope in these seas of darkness. And to watch the looks on their faces when they thought that uh, one of their family members was gone forever is not. And the look on their faces, and I still correspond with many of those families to this day uh, to check in on their. Uh, there are little family members that I was able to bring home to them. And to me, that's everything, especially to anybody who's lost an animal to bring it back. And uh, when you cup, you add on top that these are families that literally have nothing in their lives except themselves. It's it. Uh, it means a lot. It's huge, Shannon. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> you returning an animal that was thought to be dead to a family that has nothing becomes uh, not just the beacon of hope, but can animals pull families together in supernatural ways? And having an animal that has lived through that trauma and survived and come back is really a beautiful uh, pivot for those devastated families. Um, the, yeah, that's you. You brought that glue to help hold that unit together. Shannon, how did you, there had to be some network then built in because you've got all of these displaced kitties who can't tell you their address is there a lost and found network that you somehow set up? Like how, how were you able to knit some of these kitties to, to be able to find their, their mamas and dads? Uh, that's a great question, Dr. Becker. I know 
from my first involvement in 2017 at the Tubbs fire here in Sonoma County, Northern California, uh, numerous people jumped right in and started building these databases and built a, several uh, social media pages, most notably Facebook, and started uh, giving ways for families who've lost everything to call in, write in and report their, their felines, their family pets missing. Then when they were able to provide address information on the animal, photographs, most notably. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started putting those together. And then we in the field would go out and start looking at these uh, oftentimes burned or destroyed properties, knowing that a certain type of feline or felines, a number of them had lived at this address. And that's where we would start searching because in all the time I've done this, the animals, it's the felines that survive are almost always found very close to or right at their home, whether it's it exists or has burned around, they're there. Yeah. Almost every time. And so your, your detective work as a <laughs> officer of the law, you're de- you you have become a, a detective in retirement in essence. I guess so and it's in a little bit of a sort of way, yeah. Yeah. What beautiful work you're doing. Shannon, if you were to if you were to want the world to know one thing about what you do, what would it be? Well, I, um, I've been asked that question a number of times over the years, and I'll tell you this, and all Dr. Becker, and all the work that I've done, literally spending thousands of hours in the field, almost all of it at night, and observing and living among these displaced, often injured, frightened, scared, lost felines, I have learned so much about them. Number one, their behaviors change dramatically when they're displaced from home uh, or, or lo- lost or their, their home is gone. But the most important thing I will tell people is in all the years I've done this, and um, you used this word supernatural a moment ago, and I'm going to go ahead and add on to that, that what I have seen these animals capable of enduring yes. is otherworldly. Uh, when it comes to staying on this earth, I have not seen an animal ever that has a will to live um, that is stronger than a feline. In the end, I tell people this. I'll say a couple of things. And one of them really hits home, and that is don't ever bet against the cat because you'll probably lose. <laughs> and the second one is when it comes to fighting to survive and stay on this earth, a cat will fight like the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark and it's raining outside. <laughs> That's some good. You know, you you have um, you also, in addition to being pet detective, you can be a kitty behaviorist. You you are. I, I agree with your sentiments completely. Cats are incredible warriors and survivors they're incredible thank god they have angels on earth like you doing the hard work of helping them be found and helping them be rescued the their ability to come home is solely dictated by volunteers and beautiful humans who are willing to do the work to help find them and get them to safety and that is what you have done. And Shannon, it is an amazing, beautiful thing that you are doing. I'm so thankful that Susan Ellis took the time to nominate you celebrating superheroes like yourself doing 
hard but incredibly important work is such a um a gift to all of our hearts that love animals in recognizing that there are people like you out there in the world doing everything you can to save the animals around you locally right where you're at it's really reinvigorating to the human soul to meet amazing people like you so thank you shannon for everything you're doing and uh, congratulations on your Game Changer Award. If people wanted to learn more about you or learn more about your mission, is there a way that people, that you stay connected with people or is your lone wolf, are you a lone wolf enough that some of our beautiful Game Changers are like, I'm not on social media. I want nothing to do with that tech stuff. I'm just in my zone doing my thing. Do you have a a way that people could learn more? I, I do, Dr. Becker. Uh, of all the years I've done this, I have probably written well, a vol uh, at least several volumes worth of books of, of material as I have chronicled all of my rescues, pretty much all of them over the last six years, some very crazy, dramatic ones. I've traveled out of state. Uh, all those chronicles, those reports, those stories are in uh, my Facebook page. And that's where the only place I have some uh, a, a, a not very active YouTube channel, but if somebody were merely to look my name up Shannon J J A Y on Facebook. Then I have uh, years and years worth of reports that are actually helping me chronicle this journey that I've been on, and um, and actually material for me to that I'm already have already started writing the book, and um, will continue in that endeavor. So anybody wants to know or contact me, Facebook is the place to do it, and uh, I'm, I'm always available. Shannon Jay, we are so thankful you are doing the amazing work that you are doing. We are so thankful that Susan Ellis nominate, took the time to submit your name. You are indeed a game changer. The animal world is blessed uh, to have you in it. And we appreciate everything that you're doing. Thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. And Dr. Becker, thank you very much for your game changer awards and recognizing people for the things they do for the animals of the world.